It was a promising first half in Miami Gardens on Sunday Night Football, but the second half was marred by miscues in every phase of the game, leading to the Dolphins falling to the Buffalo Bills and losing their opportunity to clinch their first AFC East championship since 2008. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets by winning any $5 money line bet. It's $150 when your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started where do we get started uh other than feeling like it's groundhog day here on locked on dolphins not just well you lost to the buffalo bills it happens right pretty routinely with this football team in this era of the team um you had special teams miscues you had a two-minute offense situation that yielded a turnover you had the dolphins offense finding rousing success rushing the football in the first half only to completely abandon the idea of running the football in the second half you have injuries to the edge group you have Tyreek Hill failing to complete what would have been a tough catch but a a catch nonetheless uh, on that two-minute offense opportunity all the same storylines that have been storylines for the Dolphins and, and kind of question marks and concerns once again reared their head as the Dolphins lost to Buffalo by a final score of 21-14. to It was another near loss for Miami, uh, but you don't get consolation prizes for near losses, and certainly not in the AFC East standings. Uh, the Dolphins finished with the same record as the Bills, but lost to the Bills twice in head-to-head, and their reward for that is a short week. They will play on Saturday night at 8 p.m. in frigid Kansas City against the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, and weather that is forecasted to be around 10 degrees plus wind chill. So great. Welcome to the postseason, Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think the frustrating thing about this game for the Dolphins was uh, the first half was largely everything that you, you would have hoped it would have been. Uh, you got several turnovers. You got three turnovers off Josh Allen, plus the turnover on downs uh, on the final play of the first half for Miami. Uh, They took a seven-point lead into halftime and just offensively came out and could not do anything with the football. Scoring 14 points in this game uh, with how you move the ball and how you ran the ball effectively in the first half is pretty unacceptable. Um, And that's the storyline of this game because the defense gave up 14 points and 14 of those points came on a tipped sky ball uh, that shot up into the night and managed to get hauled in by Trent Sherfield. Of course, it was a former Miami Dolphin that caught it, of all people, uh, to put the Bills on the board. You, you got three turnovers. You held the Bills offensively to 14 points. Uh, you got a stop on fourth down right at the two-minute warning to give you your offense the ball back and an opportunity to go down and tie the game. Uh, considering you didn't have Xavier Howard and you didn't have Bradley Chubb and you didn't have Jalen Phillips, Uh, and Andrew Van Ginkle goes down in this game, and Cameron Good gets carted off with an air cast on his leg. It's an admirable effort 
from your defensive unit. And you were on pace to score 28 points and you put a goose egg up in just about every facet offensively uh, in the second half of this football game. And that is why the Dolphins are in this position that they are once again in. And it's a hard pill to swallow, uh, but it is uh, when you look at um, play calling, it's unacceptable. When you look at another two-minute offense situation for Tua Tagovailoa to throw an interception to Chase Claypool on a ball that that didn't need to be put where it was put to throw the interception to seal the game, um, it's unacceptable. You had near miss Tyree Kill, and he was interfered on the play, and that helps. But you you can point to a ton of areas that that quite frankly need to be better and need to be uh, improved upon moving forward. And, and I don't know how the Dolphins are going to do it, to be quite frank. Uh, at, at least with this iteration of the team, you, you look forward for the postseason and playing Kansas City. Not a lot of confidence that that these ailments are going to get better. Now, uh, they will have a chance to regroup, but uh, you're outscored 14-0 in the second half. Turn the ball over. It's all the same stuff. It's all the same storylines, and it's it's an unfortunate ending to the regular season for Miami. They lose their final two games. Uh, of course, uh, all of the chatter will be about blowing a three-game lead uh, in the AFC East with five to play, and that'll happen when you give up 14 points in three minutes to Tennessee and lose that game, and then you are outscored 14 nothing, uh, in spite of an admirable effort um, down the stretch, I think I would just highlight this uh, for Miami. Uh, their second half possessions in this game, three plays, nine yards. Uh, th- three plays, one yard. Three plays, three yards. Four plays, 23 yards, ending in interception. I ain't going to cut it. Credit to the Buffalo Bills for the adjustments that were made at halftime, but the Bills had a number of key players that were banged up. And for you to just completely, we'll we'll do it this way. Uh, Second half possession, first and 10 from the 15, pass. Second and five, pass. Third and three, pass. Uh, You fail to get the first down by half a yard. You punt the ball. Uh, First and 10, pass. First and 10. False start, first and 10, pass. Second and 15, pass. Second and 30, run. Second and th- or third and 24, pass, punt. Uh, you run the ball for minus one yard. Oh, don't worry, I didn't forget to do the show. You run the ball for minus one yard. Your third possession in the second half, there's 13.42 left in the game. You run for minus one yard and you run for two. You magically remember you can run the ball after not doing it for the entire third quarter. Uh, and then your final possession after Buffalo t- takes the uh, 21-14 lead, uh, first and 10, t- pass. Second and 10, pass. Third and seven, pass. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? With all of the success that this team had running the football, once again, you go to team stats and you look at Miami offensively, 108 rushing yards on 20 attempts, 5.4 yards per attempt. This is never a blowout. There's no reason 
And yet the same thing continues to happen. And you feel like we're in Groundhog Day. It wasn't just the offense with miscues. We'll talk a little bit more about that here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. It is the new year. And as the new year comes, every small business owner is asking themselves one singular question. What's the move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they may not have the time or resources they would ideally like to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We're going to talk about the miscues in all phases uh, of the game, uh, including some mistackling down the stretch. Uh, Josh Allen scrambling for a long uh, first down conversion uh, that really helped the Bills to milk the clock. They go 11 plays, 37 yards. Um, they have a third and 13 in that stretch with 312 left in the fourth quarter. And uh, there's a defensive holding on the play anyway, so it would have been a five-yard penalty at automatic first down. But Josh Allen scrambles for 15 yards on third and 13. And linebackers bouncing off of him. A lot of the same stuff that Dolphins fans, unfortunately, are used to seeing. Uh, special teams, I, I think the biggest gut punch was the punt return, 96-yard punt return from Deontay Hardy. Uh, that play had Cameron Good blow his leg out, presumably. Uh, he was carted off with an air cast, and he took himself and an additional Dolphins player out, and that was the hole in which the punt was ran through in the coverage to get out into space. So I don't know if you could think of probably a more fitting uh, play to summarize a lot of the hard luck that the Dolphins have had, then Jake Bailey outkicks the coverage and gives Deontay Hardy a chance to get a head start. Cameron Good breaks down to try to come to balance and blows his leg out and clips himself and another player. And that exact hole is the hole that the punt returner comes through to break out into space and return the punt to tie the game. Think of a better embodiment, hard luck play for this Dolphins season in spite of all the good Right, because at that point, again, it's 14-7. You potentially have a chance to pin him back inside their own 15-yard line and hope that the defense can hold again. Instead, you blink an eye, and they tie the game, and you get another opportunity to throw a bunch of passes and not run the ball and give them back the ball for them to then take the lead. Um, offensively, uh, you had some drops. We, I know we mentioned the one by Tyreek Hill on the two-minute offense situation at the end of the game, but there were several other plays that were tough contested plays to make that Tyreek Hill could not quite corral in. Uh, you had a opportunity to uh, hit Cedric Wilson over the middle for a first down conversion. And it was a good play by Dane Jackson, but as a big-bodied player like Cedric Wilson, you'd expect him to make that play. 
I'll have to wait to watch the all 22 on the interception that ends the game. Uh, but Chase Claypool runs that route. I don't know if he ran the wrong route. I don't know if the ball was not placed where it needed to be placed. Uh, but Chase Claypool was not really open. And there were two defenders in the area. And it was a play in which Tyreek Hill had just had to come off the field after he had got clipped in the back on trying to catch a ball that Tua Tungvalu put downfield outside the numbers to the right side of the field. He has to come jogging off. And then Chase Claypool's inserted in, and that's the target on the game losing interception. Uh, Tua himself uh, thought he played a pretty crisp first half, uh, but this um, high strain two minute drive at the end of the game, it's not good enough. And for the player that the Dolphins are going to pay Tua Tungvalu to be, and for the player that we think Tua Tungvalu is capable of being, these. These instances have to be better. You know, there, and if you want to put context on it, it's never one player, and I understand that. But if I'm going to be honest about Tua, Buffalo forced him to throw the ball down the field. Kansas City, it's unfortunate. There's a miscommunication with him and Cedric Wilson, but they don't connect, and then you don't score in that game situation. Tennessee, you're around midfield. You don't score in that game situation. Fourth and three, you can't get the ball out. Take a sack. There's enough of these now where this is the next step and stage and evolution in the maturation of the quarterback of this football team. And they had time, and they had obviously down and distances because they threw the interception. It was second and 10 from the Buffalo 40. If you're thrown in the congested area, put the ball out of bounds. If you if the receiver runs the wrong route and and maybe that's what happened, then that's a harder break to to anticipate he's not going to run the right route at the proper depth. I don't know right now. But what I do know is it's the latest box punched in the resume that if you tell opposing teams Miami's got to drive the length of the field, and they have to throw the ball with the drop-back passing game, not with the RPO game, not with the play action, not with the bootleg stuff. They're going to have to drop back and throw the ball. It's the next area that this team has to evolve and get better at. Now, I think you could also get a lot better with your play calling and your balance and your discipline and how you call games, but that's a story for another day, or at least not when we're talking about second-half miscues. Um. You certainly were the, the the team that probably had less in the way of miscues when you consider Buffalo turned the ball over three times plus a turnover on downs. Uh, Buffalo was the more penalized team. Uh, Buffalo went two of five in the red zone. None of it matters. You're, you're the, the team that protects better in pass protection, but you forced eight incompletions on the day. He gave up 473 yards and 38 minutes time of possession. Yet you gave up 14 points defensively. I, I admire the effort. But good efforts only going to get you so far. And for where the Dolphins want to go, good effort's not good enough. And there was a lot of good effort that is not good enough. Because the first thing Mike McDaniel said they talked about when they convened in April her objectives for this season was to win the division. They're not there. 
And I already know if the Dolphins don't go to Kansas City on Saturday night in frigid temperature and win, there's going to be a lot of people that regard this season as a failure. That's not how I view it. I think this was a successful season with that is setting up for disappointing ending and certainly has you assessing elements of this football team and how to retool it and how to improve it and the growth that has to happen. And the, the good news is I think there's a lot of internal growth with the key members of the team that can still happen, be that the play caller or the quarterback or the offensive line, depending on what they choose to do from a personnel standpoint. I think all of that is still in play for Miami long-term. But this year felt like a, a ripe opportunity, and now you're the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs. And if you do go to Kansas City and you win, the reward for that is going to be a trip back to Baltimore for a team that just put 56 points on you. So realistically, you don't write this team off by any means because they have a lot of fight. But they have to stop stepping in the same holes and puddles that they have repeatedly done time and time and time and time and time and time and time again against good teams because it continues to lose you football games. Dolphins finished this season at 11 and 6, uh, 496 points scored, 391 points allowed uh, as they finish in second place in the AFC East. Now, we have some injuries uh, to talk about that are going to impact your ability to play against Kansas City. Uh, outlook of that game. Uh, we've already alluded to the weather a little bit, uh, and we will also talk about other implications from this game result for the Miami Dolphins here on Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. NFL postseason is here. The NFL regular season has wrapped, but there's still time to get in on the action at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. You can find bets in the Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So Miami um, will play on Peacock. So I hope you have Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, I don't have Peacock. We're going to have to get Peacock, and we're going to have to find a way to get it for free and not pay for it, and then cancel our subscription before they charge us to watch a playoff game. This is ridiculous. And I know that's part of the deal. It's exactly what they want. They want you to sign up for a subscription service to watch the game, and they put all the Taylor Swifties and their fans behind that paywall too. So they, they got a fun, exciting offense. I'm sure the NFL's totally tickled pink with the idea that you got the Dolphins and that flying, high-flying offense. At times, I don't know, he scored 14 against Kansas City. He just scored 14 against Buffalo. I don't know. Behind the paywall. So get yourself signed up for Peacock. Do your research. You're going to need that to watch the game. It's Saturday night, 8 o'clock. It's in Kansas City, and it is going to be cold <laughs> that is the first thing we already know about this game next weekend in arrowhead uh is um forecast calling for highs in the teens and that is unideal for a team in miami that historically uh has not sported particularly favorable records when playing in sub 40 degree temperatures 
Uh, but the current weekend forecast uh, for Kansas City, uh, Friday, they're calling for snow. Friday night, they're calling for snow. Saturday, high of 14. Uh, winds around 15 miles per hour. Sunset at, uh, or moonset, I should say, at 8 p.m., so right around kickoff on the 13th. 24% chance of snow. Uh, winds around 10, 11, 15%. Not ideal. But it's the draw the Dolphins have, and we'll uh, we'll see how they rebound from this loss, which they obviously put their, their best foot forward in the first half and took a lead to halftime. And then attrition happens. And look, this is, I, I have tried my best not to make this a game that's about injuries, right? Because every team is dealing with injuries. The Bills dealt with injuries throughout the course of this game. But the Dolphins just cannot catch a freaking break on the edge group. Andrew Van Ginkle goes down with a foot injury. He's ruled out. So he's, I don't know that his availability is going to be there. Cameron Good on the punt return for a touchdown blows his leg out, presumably. So you're not going to see him. So you're down to two healthy edge guys on the roster. Melvin Ingram, who signed a few weeks ago, and Emmanuel Lockbrook. They have to sign a few vets. And they're going to have to get ready to play in this defense in seven, six days. By the way, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, those guys all sat on Sunday against the Chargers. Uh, the other uh, implications for this game, and we went over this before, was the uh, 2024 schedule. It's worth acknowledging how those schedules played out. Uh, so the Dolphins were uh, needing to determine, based on games played in Week 18, if they got a first-place schedule or a second-place schedule, what opponents they were going to draw and, and face. Uh, so the second-place finishers uh, in the, the games of interest to the uh, 2024 schedule. The Dolphins have the NFC North on the road, second-place finisher in the NFC North. That team is the Green Bay Packers. The Packers won against the Chicago Bears. They finished 9-8. and eight. They are the seventh seed in the playoffs. Uh, depending on how that game could have shaken out, that could have been Minnesota. And if they won, obviously they would have got Detroit. They get Green Bay. Uh, that is... Uh, the first of the three, that is a road game. The other road game on the 2B determines was in the AFC North. Uh, had they won, they would have drawn Baltimore. Uh, they will instead play at Cleveland, uh, is the 16th of the 17 opponents, and the 17th is the second-place finisher in the AFC West, and that will be a home game, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders defeated the Broncos head-to-head. -head. They finished uh, both 8-9. and nine. Uh, The Raiders had a better record in the division than the Broncos, so they finish ahead of the Broncos. So the Dolphins will play the Raiders, the Browns, and the Packers as their final three games on their 2024 schedule, and obviously that's looking ahead. We have to break down the game tape from this game. We have to revisit the Kansas City tape. We have to watch what Kansas City is doing lately. We have to figure out from a personnel standpoint uh, who's available for the Dolphins. There's a lot uh, of hurdles that have to be cleared uh, to get ready for the game on Saturday, and we will have you covered here on Locked on Dolphins. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Thank you guys for checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. We're out of here.